the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Hello, friends. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, Talk 1640, 93.1 El Rey, and 104.1 The Fish. You can email me if you'd like information on how to have your own radio program, appear at our events, or advertise your outreach or business. That would be at Mike Lee at kpdq.com. And if you're looking for laughs, don't forget Taylor Mason's Clean Comedy Night is Saturday, December 9th. If you're looking for music, Aaron Doerr, Joy Haley, and the Rolling Hills Community Church family invite you to a very special concert December 9th and 10th featuring Patrick Lamb, the Brown Sisters, Christine Yvette, and more with all the details up on our websites at truetalk800.com and kpdq.com. And if you're looking for some family fun, we've got a wonderful group of people in our studios today to tell you all about their upcoming Christmas on the campground, an event that goes back to Georgine Rice's childhood as she remembers going there with her family and enjoying that which is Christmas on the campground at Apostolic Faith Church. It's located on Southeast Duke Street at 52nd Street in Southeast Portland, and all the details are at apostolicfaith.org. That's apostolicfaith.org. So I'd like to welcome Reverend John Musgrave, Trent Paulson, and Katie Hinkle, and a quick prayer request for the health of Reverend Clark Wolf, who had to bail out at the last minute because he fell ill to pneumonia. So do try to stay healthy, friends. So welcome, Reverend John, Trent, and Katie. How are you all today? Doing great. Thank you very much for having us. And we also have uh, Reverend John's wife, Rodika, in the corner, giving us some moral support. So I guess a good place for us to start off would be Apostolic Faith Church. Your services have aired live at 11 a.m., on 93.9 KPDQ for a very long time. So I'm going to throw the three of you on the fire right now. Any guess how long that Apostolic Faith has aired on 93.9 KPDQ when it gets a starting year? Ever since I've been in the church, which is January 4th, 1984, so at least 33 years. We're going to guess over 30. Over 30? Wow. Yeah, they've both surpassed my lifetime. So. Uh, they've surpassed your <laughs> lifetime, Katie. Oh, that's funny. All right, so we will have to... Uh, wow. All right, I'm feeling old right now, Well, friends. I was born in 84, so not okay. Well, believe it or not, Apostolic Faith Church has aired its services live since December 1st, 1986. So thank you for what you do to spread the gospel every Sunday morning live. And it's it's a big undertaking and no one else does it like Apostolic Faith Church. So can you give us the view from 30,000 feet as the relative newcomer here, Katie Henkel, <laughs> of how long you've been with the church and how long you've worked with Christmas on the campground coming December 8th, 9th, and 10th? Well, I, I started coming to the church actually before my parents, my aunts, would bring me to Sunday school. So 
as far back as I can remember, I was coming to Sunday school at the church. And then my mom started coming herself and bringing myself and my brother when I was three years old. So have been going to the church forever, for all of my life, basically. And um, I've been with doing Christmas on the campground the whole time. I, we started it nine years ago. We've always had a Christmas pageant, but we expanded it to Christmas on the campground eight or nine years ago. I think this is our ninth year. So was the pageant more of a, a dramatic or theatrical type presentation versus when you added other aspects like the food and the animals. Exactly. When I was growing up, we always would have a play. There might be, there might be a, oh, there would be a theme. We had a script. People had a parts assigned, and it might be taking place in a school. And it's you know, they always had a different theme, and um, it was in our church. And it was mostly families of the students who would come, and they were fun and you know, lots of Christmas music, but about eight or nine years ago, we switched to doing Christmas on the campground where we present the Christmas story itself, not nothing placed in a school or placed in on a ship, but just, you know, the real story of Jesus's birth. And, um, and then we opened other, you know, we started having animals, a petting zoo or offering some refreshments and things like that as well. So, would you have imagined, Katie Hankel, as a child, seeing things like this at Apostolic Faith Church, that someday you as an adult would be involved in the production itself? No, I, I couldn't have. Um, it didn't really ever cross my mind because all we did was the plays growing up. But when we started doing this, I, I immediately saw this is so much fun. I would have loved, to, as a kid, having been in Sunday school and participated in the programs we did, I would have loved to be involved in something like this because it's much more, for the students, it's a lot more engaging. They have, um, you know, the props that we have now, there's two stories. So you get to be, go up to the top and look down over everyone if you're one of the angels. And it's just, it's really fun. For a while, we did a walkthrough. We had it set up where you would start in one scene and the the guests would walk to a second scene and then walk to another scene. And some of the characters got to do that as well, which was also really fun for them to be moving around and interacting. So and then after you finish, if you're one of the performers, you can go do the other things. You can go on a hayride or you can go, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. So, Katie, did you have any musical or dramatic or production experience growing up? Well, um, no, not really. I mean, I would I wasn't the best actress. I was a choir member usually in the um, in the performances that we did. They would, some of the students who have more natural talent, or maybe they do have training, they would get a soloist part or something like that. And is there anything new that's being added to this year's version of Christmas on the Campground that you're excited about? Um, you know, every year is a little bit different. You're working with different people, and uh, this, I don't think we've added any elements in particular, which honestly is a little bit of a relief because whenever we change things up, you have to, just a couple years ago, we switched. Like I said, we used to walk, we started in one area and all the guests would walk to another. And we had scenes set up all around our tabernacle, which, you know, it was a lot of work to set up those scenes all around. And then we switched a few years ago to having one, everything is on one platform in front. And we made that change because we weren't able to get enough people in to see the performance when we when we were in groups, they were limited to maybe 20 people at a time, and we would send groups every five minutes, but there were just too many people. So now we have it all on the platform, and we can see hundreds at one time, and we do the performance three times. So 
that was exciting. And that's when we brought in the second story. They have scaffolding and um, kids start up at the top. And then the wise men, they start up on a second level and they walk down. That was that was a really fun change. But it was a lot of work. So we were we were all, I think, happy to not do any major changes this year. Well, it certainly seems like a huge undertaking that's gradually gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. So have you enjoyed the growth of this aspect of your ministry over the years, Reverend John? Yes, it's added quite a nice element to the church, both for our people, because it's a total church involvement in the program, which is wonderful. And everyone in the church looks forward to each production of Christmas on the campground but also to open it to the community and see the many people from it that everyone recognizes living in the area, coming into it, has been a real blessing for the church. Uh, The growth has been wonderful. Even in years of bad weather, we've still had thousands of people come on for the event. And so it has been uh, very blessed, and we've been very thankful uh, for the event and uh, what has meant both to the church and to the community. Reverend John Musgrave is the associate pastor of Apostolic Faith Church. So this is far from your first event when it comes to Christmas on the campground. So Reverend John, do any years stand out? You mentioned inclement weather. Were there any real stinkers when it comes to (laughs) snow or rain coming down and really... I don't know, being a thorn in your side for these Christmas in the Campground productions? Yes, it seems like one of the first two years that the weather was so cold that our main fountain, which has been there since, I believe, around 1926, froze over, and everybody loved it. (laughs) Uh, But it was quite a challenge keeping uh, the kids that are part of the uh, production warm. We had heaters out there and we did everything we could to keep them warm back then we led them the people through the campground and then it was later after that moved into the tabernacle and continued to grow to what katie just mentioned having to do it on the stage but that made it a challenge for the youngsters it was very cold i remember being um i was in the last scene that year that was our first year and a fair number of ours we have six scenes and maybe half of them were outside And we literally had kids with, you know, they wear costumes, but they would have like full down coats underneath their (laughs) Old Testament costumes. We had, they all had hand warmers and like earmuffs. And that is why that's after that we moved indoors. And then, and then after that, we also moved to just across the platform. I'm glad that's worked out for you so well. (laughs) We are also uh, sitting with Trent Paulson, a youth minister who's in charge of the junior department at the Sunday School. So, Trent, how long have you been with Apostolic Faith Church? Well, I was raised in church. One of the first places I was was ever brought to as a child. Um, So I would say my, my entire life I participated in the programs as a child and then eventually uh, grew up and got moved to some like you said, I guess more leadership or behind-the-scenes roles. I love to see when churches raise their own to eventually take roles not only in serving but in leadership. So when we return with a team from Apostolic Faith Church, I want to elaborate on this discussion and try to figure out how do you vet talent versus heart 
and combine the two. And don't forget, friends, Apostolic Faith Church is located on southeast of Duke Street at 52nd Street in southeast Portland. We're all excited about Christmas on the campground, December 8th, 9th, and 10th. More information is on their website, apostolicfaith.org. That's apostolicfaith.org, in addition to truetalk800.com on the Difference Makers page. And make sure to follow them on Facebook at Christmas on the Campground. More with the Apostolic Faith Church next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee. Thanks to Clark Hilton, our engineer across the glass, and to our friends across the table here. We have Reverend John Musgrave, Trent Paulson, and Katie Hinkle, and they are from Apostolic Faith Church. Check out its services live Sunday mornings at 11 on our sister station, 93.9 KPDQ, since at least December of 1986. And Trent, you were telling us that your dad is involved in the audio and that way back in the day, both you and Katie remember that they would mention from the pulpit and you could also listen on what was then 93.7 KPDQ. Did I get all that right? That's correct. As I was uh, growing up, my dad was in charge of our audio department. So I remember being behind the scenes when he would call 93.7 KPDQ. Sunday mornings to make sure we were connected and ready for the live broadcast. Did you do things like we did at my old church and uh, bulk copy cassettes to sell at people yes. at the church bookstore yes. at oh, the yes. end of the service? We had bulk <laughs> copy cassette machines with about 30 or 40 copies at a time going, and yep, absolutely. And and now look at today, where you can get freeware to record your audio when you could put it on the internet or an MP3 instantaneously and people could just... Tune in from wherever they are. It's just kind of crazy. Or just download our app, and it's all available right there. <laughs> oh, a good sh- shameless plug from you, Katie Hanko. What's the best way to find the app for uh, Apostolic Faith well, you Church? Could, you could go to our website, apostolicfaith.org slash app, or you could just either the iTunes store or um, Play Store. And besides your website of apostolicfaith.org and your Facebook page at Christmas on the Campground, are there any other perks that you'd like to plug you mean um, like things that we offer? Resources, service sure. times, stuff you do with the kids. Well, Sunday school is one of our main outreaches for the young people. We have that at uh, Sunday mornings at 930 when we have all ages start about two years old. I think that's when I started going and our Bible study time in the morning and then uh, all the way up through I believe our oldest was about 100. 101. 101 now she made it to. Still comes sometimes for Sunday school. So. That's fantastic. So growing up in the church, Trent Paulson, and now being the youth minister today, uh, as you were going to Sunday school growing up, would you have imagined that somewhere somewhere down the line you would end up on the other side? No. That was <laughs> the, the, uh, the department I'm involved in is fourth through seventh grade, and when I was in that department— being any type of adult, let alone a leader, was the furthest thing from my mind. They were the ones trying to stop us from being noisy and all all that sort of thing. So I would never have, have dreamed of ending up in that sort of position. But Trent can be quite intimidating. I teach in the same department <laughs> where he's the leader. A tap on the shoulder from Trent, that is not that is not something that someone just brushes off. Oh, how it's funny. kind of funny, you know, you have to <laughs> play a certain role and they probably don't really understand that. I'm laughing because I did the same foolish <laughs> things when I was a child in right. there, but you can't let you can't let them know that, or they or it, it loses all its credibility at that point in time. So it's funny how both you, Trent Paulson, and you, Katie Hankel, remember growing up as children at 
apostolic faith church before eventually becoming adults and serving at the ministry. So I need to ask you, where and when did your faith become your own as opposed to being a kid dragged to church by his or her family? I'm going to lead with you, Katie Hinkle. Well, um, I prayed and gave my heart to the Lord when I was seven years old. So it was a very simple prayer. I, my mom had asked me, she had asked both my brother and I if we were, if we were ready for heaven. And well, she said later that she was actually trying to prompt my brother because she was concerned about him and some of his behavior. But um, I was the one at seven years old who said, no, I'm not. And uh, so we just simply prayed and it was, Jesus, I'm sorry for any bad things I've done. Please come into my heart. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. A basic prayer, but it was real and it made a difference and it stayed with me. And then as I grew up, you know, you grow and you realize really what that means to give your life to the Lord. When you're seven, you don't even know what that all entails. So um, it was probably in my high school years that I realized, wow, to give your life to God, that's a huge thing. Your whole your whole future, your decisions, what you're going to do for a career or your family, that's a huge thing. And I realized I can't just give all of that over to something that I'm not sure of for myself so I started seeking the Lord. I wanted to know that this is the truth, that the Bible is real, and that I'm I'm doing something worthwhile. And as I sought the Lord, he just proved himself faithful to me. I had heard so many testimonies of people who the Lord had helped, you know, guide their decisions in life, or they were sick and he healed them, or they were tight on finances and he provided. But I hadn't had any real personal miraculous experiences like that myself. So I started seeking the Lord. And um, when I had a problem, I would take it to God. And and he came through for me in miraculous ways. So as I took my concerns to God, if it was at school and I had tests or if it was a friend, a situation I was stressed out about, I would pray. And he was so faithful to prove himself true, a loving father who was there to help me. And I would say during my high school years and during my college years, I came to realize the Bible really is true. Everything it says this is worth devoting my life to, and and that's what I'm endeavoring to do now. Congratulations, Katie Hinkle. So where had you gone to school? I went. Um, I was a graduate of Franklin High School in Southeast Portland, and then I went to college at Willamette University in Salem. Oh, neat. My neck of the woods. And what was your major at Willamette? I majored in politics with a minor in Spanish and math, which politics. And then I started, and now I work full-time for the Apostolic Faith Church. So a lot of people don't see the connection between politics and then working for church, which, it you know, it doesn't seem totally logical, but actually, I don't think I could have crafted a better path to, to what I'm doing now. I was shocked when I started working at the church. Honestly, I was shocked at how well the classes I had taken prepared me for what I do at work, even down to the fact that we started um, churches in South America just a couple years after I was working there. And my minor in Spanish was fully utilized. I even was able to go to Peru a couple times for the camp meeting there as a translator. So it, it really works out. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Willamette University is known as a very good academic institution and law school as well. Mm-hmm. It's not really at the forefront when you come to a, a Christian worldview or spirituality. So how was your walk, Katie Henkel, challenged leaving the nest and going to a college like Willamette? I'm curious. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it was, there were definitely challenges to, um, there were some challenges to what you believe for sure, but I had been grounded. You know, I had a relationship with the Lord. Like I said, during high school, I had, the Lord had shown himself real. So I knew that the Lord was real and that he was leading me. And in college, I definitely saw differences of opinion or different perspectives. It didn't shake me too much, but I will say when I finished and I started working at the church, there was definitely a shift. I had become a little bit um, maybe more humanistic in my thinking. When I graduated with a politics degree, I was thinking about going into the nonprofit field and I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll help some organization that builds houses in third world countries or does microloans or something along those lines that would be helping people. But I was thinking more humanistically. And I think it was influenced by what I was doing in school. And the Lord had to really um, talk to me and remind me the very most important thing is someone's spiritual situation. You know, their soul is number one. And yes, you want to provide people's needs, but all of that has to point to the most important need, which is their soul. And when I started working at the church, it was just a reminder First, I thought, what am I, you know, this is not really what I envisioned doing. I wanted to go work maybe in, um, well, with politics, you have different fields. You can have domestic or foreign politics. You can have policy or more philosophical range. And I saw myself being in foreign and nonprofit areas, not actually working like on policies and things, but in the nonprofit sector, actually trying to solve some problems. And the Lord had to bring it to my attention that when you're working for a church that is international and you're taking the gospel around the world, that is the most important need that you can provide. If you can get people to look to the Lord for their needs, then he will get them the clean water they need. He will get them every resource that they need. He can provide those if we can point them to him. So it was a shift for me to come back and realize this is really what I envisioned doing. And this is, you know, someone's soul is the most important part. Not to discredit people who, who go and like serve those needs. That is important. I just had to realize that this is a part of it. Great perspectives from Katie Henkel of Apostolic Faith Church. So Katie, if you're, you were speaking to say any of the young women in Trent Paulson's group or any young women at your church, maybe teenagers to 20-somethings or maybe 30 or younger. Do you have any bits of advice that you would give them when it comes to being strong in your faith and at the same time not living in a bubble and reaching out beyond the four walls of the church? Well, if you if you want to stay strong in your faith, then it's time with the Lord is the first one. You Spending time reading His Word, knowing His Word for yourself, spend time in prayer, know the Lord for yourself— and make sure that you have a relationship with him. It's not what other people have said, but it's something that you know for yourself. And then the Lord will help you. He will guide you to whatever else you need. And then as far as reaching outside of the church, just what the Lord lays on your heart. That's what I've found personally. If the Lord has laid something on your heart as far, you know, you see someone who needs help, go do that by all means. Do it for him. There's you know, I, I participate in an ESL organization. After learning Spanish, that was one thing that was interesting to me, to learning languages and teaching languages. So that's one thing I do, and it's not overtly Christian or evangelistic to teach someone English. But when you see people who don't speak English, and it's really important living in America that they do, then you go try to help that need. As the Lord points things out to you, there's someone who needs help, go help them prayerfully. 
Great wisdom from Katie Henkel of Apostolic Faith Church, and we're sitting with her and Reverend John Musgrave and Katie Henkel. And don't forget about Apostolic Faith Church airing live Sunday mornings at 11 on 93.9 KPDQ, as it has for decades. And we're very thankful for the relationship that we have, because especially here in the Pacific Northwest, maybe not everyone is going to be very quick if you invite them to a church service. But if you say, well, why don't you turn on the radio? That's not really as threatening. And another great outreach that you could invite people to, whether or not they yet know the Lord, would be Christmas on the Campground. It's coming up December 8th, 9th, and 10th. It's an absolutely free event, including a live nativity pageant, camels, petting zoo, free food. Check this out. More than 100,000 Christmas lights and more. And Apostolic Faith Church is located on Southeast Duke Street at 52nd Street in Southeast Portland. More information is at truetalk800.com on the Difference Makers page. And it's also on their website, apostolicfaith.org. That's apostolicfaith.org. More with the Apostolic Faith Church team on Difference Makers next on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800, and if you're looking for something to do Friday the 8th, Saturday the 9th, or Sunday the 10th, even better, invite your friends who aren't plugged into a church, or maybe they've never known the Lord quite yet. Uh, This is a really great event. It's called Christmas on the Campground, being held at Apostolic Faith Church on Southeast Duke Street at 52nd Street in Southeast Portland. The event itself has completely free admission. So logistically, Reverend John Musgrave, are there any issues parking when it comes to an event where you have so many thousands of people visit every year? We have a five-acre church campus across the street from the 52nd and Duke campground. And those parking spaces are all available for those visiting. We have uh, police officers hired to maintain the traffic and assure safety in crossing the street. We use our own ushers and security staff to augment that. And so there's plenty of parking. Uh, It does get a little full at times. Uh, but we take every precaution that we can to assure good parking. We have parking for handicap on the campground as well, and so we have staff there to help people uh, find a space. Oh, that's wonderful. So maybe you could bring grandma or grandpa along, take advantage of the handicapped spot while you're at, and have some good family memories together. So, Reverend John, tell us about your trek to join Apostolic Faith Church. How long has it been for you and Verdica? Well, for me, I was actually in Hardin, Montana, about a thousand miles away from here, when it seemed like out of the blue, I felt God was speaking to me. Didn't really realize what was going on, even had friends have to tell me what was going on. And they recognized I was under conviction. And to make a long story short, I eventually came back to Portland, Oregon, where my parents were living, and I decided to go back to the Apostolic Faith Church, where I was taken sporadically uh, as a young boy growing up. Uh, My mother uh, had come out of the Apostolic Faith Church, but had left the faith, and so I was not raised in a Christian home like Trent or Katie, but I knew about the Apostolic Faith Church, and I remembered 
that something made those people different. And I knew I needed something like that in my own life. I had been bound by habits of cigarettes and alcohol and drugs. And I was encouraged by those that went to the Apostolic Faith Church that if I would pray and ask Jesus into my heart, that he would deliver me from those things. And so on January 4th, 1984, I did just that. I prayed a simple prayer, probably not much longer than what Katie had described, where I told the Lord I was sorry for those things that I knew were wrong and also hurt him and asked him to forgive me and come into my heart. And in an instant of time, I knew that I was forgiven And also, I was immediately delivered from habits that I'd had for years, instantly. Never desired a cigarette or alcohol or drugs from that moment forward to this day. And so, I know the gospel is real. I started attending regularly the apostolic faith at that time. The same day that I arrived in Portland from Hardin, Montana, a plane touched down in Portland, Oregon, that had my wife and her family on it who had immigrated from communist Romania at that time. And even though we wouldn't meet each other then, uh, and a year or so after that, we met each other in the church and were married on May 2nd, 1987, raised our three kids in the church and have enjoyed a wonderful life serving the Lord together. Well, congratulations, Reverend John and Verdika, on your longstanding tenure over at Apostolic Faith Church. So you mentioned, Reverend John, that before you were a believer, something stood out about the people that you met from Apostolic Faith. Do you remember how old you were at this point and what they may have done or said to really stand out in your heart? Well, as Tritt mentioned, uh, Being a young boy there, it's a big church. You can find lots of stuff to uh, take out your energy on. And so I would get, again, taken sporadically as a young boy. I think my parents just wanted to have some time away from me. And so they would drop me off at Sunday school, and then those poor teachers had to deal with me. But they did it in such a loving way. And many of them to this day stand out in my mind because they had time and patience with me as they do with all the other kids there and would take a kid who hardly knew anything about church and would involve me back then in a big uh, nativity pageant like program that they would perform in the tabernacle year after year. But it was their love and their kindness that represented to me that they had a a difference in their life. These are not people that you meet out there every day, certainly not where I was in Montana. And so when I needed something different about me, my mind went back to these people that I had seen as a young man growing up, a young boy. So perhaps the seeds that we plant today aren't really showing anything, but many years later, who knows who could be influenced by our words and our actions and how we, how we Mm -hmm. treat people in the case of you, Reverend John Musgrave. So you mentioned meeting your wife, Verdika at the church. How did, how did that all happen? And did you have any initial good feelings about meeting Verdika? Well, I was actually a very shy person. So uh, again, I spent more time praying about the right 
person than actually going out and with a personality trying to win somebody over. Uh, but uh, we have a very involved youth program, many uh, things that the young people are able to do together, such as youth services and uh, extra events. We have youth camps and boys club, girls club, all sorts of activities. And it was some at some of these activities that we'd go out as a group where Rodique and I uh, got to know each other. And you could then see, or as I did in that individual, my wife, Radika, somebody that shared the same faith and had the same goals and desires to serve God. So the decision for me was very easy. It might have been more difficult for her, but I'm thankful that the Lord in his time brought us together. And can you update us on your current family situation and how, how it was it for you raising kids at Apostolic Faith, Reverend John? We enjoyed it very much. We had our first daughter in 1990, Jessica, and then Kayla in 92, and my son Johnny in 1994. And what I remember most of all about our kids was no matter what day of the week it was, they would ask us if there was church tonight. Of course, we have church on Tuesday, Friday, and three times on Sunday. And so uh, they got a little bit confused as to the schedule as little kids, but they grew up wanting to be at church. Um, Today, uh, they uh, all uh, serve God. And now we have three uh, granddaughters. So we've gotten a little older but they are all being raised in churches as well. So we thank the Lord for that. It must be a great feeling, Reverend John Musgrave of Apostolic Faith Church. So can you give us an idea, as someone who serves as an associate pastor, how do you have an outgoing outreach where you're thinking of reaching the lost, but at the same time building them up so much in the faith as to not be shallow in their beliefs. How do you negotiate that balance of reaching out and at the same time not forgetting the main thing? That is a challenge, especially today. Uh, However, I think opportunities such as Christmas on the campground where we can uh, open a facility to the community and during that time, hear from several people that come on that live out in Gresham and over in West Portland and many places around the city come in and express that this is something they look forward to every year and then watch people leave and come back with other family members to show them what's going on there. Uh, That gets people that otherwise would not come into a church, into a venue where they can receive God's message. And we've experienced through the years that nobody can deliver the message better than children. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Their parents come, they want to see them participate. They bring their friends, that want them to see their children, and they see the joy uh, expressed through the children. So uh, there's a tremendous outreach that way. And I think living the faith, why while we may not always be able to go to another country and build homes, and those are wonderful things or uh, work in a missionary field, we can 
display Jesus every day at work or at school. And these are the things that we encourage our kids and our youth and our adults to do. Whether it's local or international or a combination of both, the way we speak with people and engage with them and invite them often helps point them toward the Lord. And maybe it's going to be decades later on. We don't know this. Only God knows. But we can continue to plant those seeds. And one great opportunity to do so is at Christmas on the Campground, December 8th, 9th, and 10th at Apostolic Faith Church on Southeast Duke Street at 52nd Street in Southeast Portland. It's a great event, absolutely free admission with a live nativity pageant, camels, petting zoo, free food, more than 100,000 Christmas lights, and a whole lot more with more information on their Facebook page, Christmas on the Campground, and their website, apostolicfaith.org. That's apostolicfaith.org. And I've already left all the links up on our social media for True Talk 800 and our website, truetalk800.com, on the Difference Makers page. So when we return, more with Katie Hinkle, Trent Paulson, and Reverend John Musgrave of Apostolic Faith Church right here on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thanks so much for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here, inviting you to join our friends at Apostolic Faith Church. They've aired their services live at 11 a.m. Sundays on 93.9 KPDQ-FM. For so long, they go back to when 93.9 was still 93.7. That's a long time ago. (laughs) In addition to that, they do great local events like Christmas on the Campground. We're going to hear about an interest in orchestra concert before the end of the show. But Christmas on the Campground is a free event, 100,000-plus Christmas lights, Camels, petting zoo, free food, live nativity pageant. It's been going on for years. In fact, young Georgine Rice and family have built fond memories over the years attending Christmas on the Campground at Apostolic Faith Church on Southeast Duke at 52nd Street. But they're also looking globally and trying to follow God's lead on that. So I'd like to go back to you, Reverend John Musgrave. Your wife, Rodika, is also with us in the studio today. And you mentioned just about the time you were coming from Montana to Portland and getting your roots and finding the Lord, that— Rodika and her family had just landed from Romania. Did I get that correct? That is correct. Uh, Her dad had actually escaped from communist Romania and worked for a couple of years to get uh, his wife, my mother-in-law, Viorica, and their kids, uh, six of them, from uh, Romania. And they arrived in February of 1983. And my wife and her Mom, they had a burden then after they began attending the apostolic faith when they especially saw our extensive Sunday school and Bible study program that the churches in Romania could have something like that. So they began to pray about that. And then in December of 1998, the Lord opened a door for Rodik and I, along with her brother and his wife, to go to Romania. And through a chain of events on that trip, uh, we began to work with the church that she went to as a young girl in Romania. And today we now have 20 apostolic faith church locations in Romania. That's an incredible testimony. You know what? 
come back on sometime. Just the whole Romania story in and of itself <laughs> is more than an hour's worth. I feel like I'm not doing it enough justice. You know what? The Romania story is featured in our magazine, the January 1st edition. So if you wanted to read more, we publish a magazine quarterly. It's available free subscriptions through our website. It's also on our app and we have audio versions. And Or you can pick up a hard copy at our church. It's always available there. January 1st, we have a story that explains the history of the work and their last trip that they just went there last month and what the Lord is doing there. It's really exciting. Well, how convenient that we have Apostolic Faith's publications manager, Katie Hinkle, in the house to tell us about that. That website, by the way, is apostolicfaith.org. That's apostolicfaith.org to get that free subscription and find out some wonderful testimonies and stories from over the years, including the one about Romania. And Trent Paulson, tell us about serving as a youth minister and what you're doing in this upcoming production of Christmas on the Campground. Have have you just kind of followed what was placed in front of you, or does everyone involved kind of add their own flavor to the event? Well, on the Christmas on the Campground event, my main involvement is through the Sunday school. My wife and I work with our fourth through seventh grade Sunday school department. So we're heavily involved in the whole pageant or nativity program that's done. So that's our main involvement as far as Christmas on the campgrounds. And that's probably, I wouldn't say we do our own thing. We have a, we have a script we're supposed to try and follow and encourage the kids to follow and actors to prepare. And all of that type of thing is um, what we focus on throughout this. Uh, that's our main focus for this particular event. Well, earlier on, Katie Henkel was mentioning that in, in past publications, it was a different story or theme every year. Correct. Kind of or maybe not kind of the way I see a lot of vacation Bible school type programs. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. This year, it's going to be a, a sports theme. Next year, it's going to be a country western theme, theme or something like that. Correct. But yep. since Apostolic Faith Church has taken the Christmas on the Campground event and really pointed it toward the story of, of the Bible— mm-hmm. Are there certain aspects of it that stand out in your mind as as just being special when you want to reach people who do not yet know the Lord? Well, I think the the beauty of the gospel, when you see it presented by children, you get reminded every time. I mean, we do the production three times a night for the three evenings we have Christmas on the campground. But you get to be reminded that in our society, there's so much about the materialism, the presence all of that sort of thing. And here you get to watch young people and children present. The whole reason Christmas started was because Jesus came and was born. And I don't remember any particular one standing out more than the others, but just the simple message of the gospel, when it's really boiled down to its simplest elements, when you see fourth, fifth, sixth graders performing and acting it out, it makes it so clear that that's what Christmas really started with and where it came from. So, Trent Paulson, do you have any good testimonies or stories of people that stand out in your mind that maybe earlier on they were just going through the activities, but somewhere down the line, working with Christmas on the campground, their faith got really strengthened? I can't necessarily think of any that were directly strengthened through. I do know of one uh, one young girl that's in our Sunday school program right now that initially attended Christmas on the campground just as a visitor and was so struck by the program that she told her grandmother that that's where she wanted to go to Sunday school and actually begin attending our Sunday school specifically so she could be part of this production. And I I think this is about the third or fourth year now that she'll 
be in it and involved. And that's, um, her grandma wanted to take her some to a church that was closer to home so she didn't have to drive as far on Sundays. And, and the little girl said, nope, that's, this is where I want to go. I want to be in, in that program. I want to, want to be involved there. So we don't have hundreds of those, but it does, it does stand out for some young people really like it and really look forward to it in, in a way that obviously makes a difference. So I'll pass this to you, Trent Paulson, you, Reverend John Musgrave, and to you, Katie Henkel, as we have about two and a half minutes before we uh, need to end the program today. What about Apostolic Faith Church do you believe has the potential to really reach people this season? I think just the the message of the gospel and and the love in people's hearts, and I I hope that anyone who visits our Christmas on the campground can feel the love of God when they when they come through the grounds when they're greeted by people that they realize it's not we're not trying to obviously we don't charge we're not trying to make money we're trying to get the gospel out there but mostly God's love and that there's more to Christmas than gifts there's there's more to it and I would echo that with Trent that with the other activities going on because there will be a candlelight service and there will be our Christmas concert. And many of the people that attend Christmas on the campground will also come to these events and they uh, get to experience other aspects of the Christmas season that are delivered through the orchestra and choir and through uh, then attending a church service where they can feel the more a solemnness of the moment and experience uh, the Holy Spirit uh, in the church setting. What I love about a common thread I'm seeing between the three of you from Apostolic Faith Church is just the simplicity in knowing and loving Christ. We can overcomplicate things too easily, friends, and maybe it's just simply loving God and loving others and trying to grow in him on a daily basis. So in our final half minute or so, Katie Hinkle, will you please plug your mm-hmm. upcoming orchestra concert? Right. So we have a full orchestra at our church and a choir. And the week following Christmas on the campground, we have a Christmas concert, which we do every year. This year it's on the 17th, starts at seven o'clock. And we also have a concert for Easter every year. And in the summertime, we have a full orchestra every service that plays with us. So... You're welcome to attend any time. Thank you so much, Katie Hinkle, Trent Paulson, and Reverend John Ann Rodica Musgrave. Don't forget, apostolicfaith.org has all the details about Christmas on the campground, the 8th, the 9th, and the 10th. Thanks so much for joining us right here on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.